Hello and welcome to Northeast Christian Church's online services. We are so excited to have you here today. Please be sure to subscribe to NECC on all social media platforms. And if you wanna watch this message again or some of our other messages, you can always look us up on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the service. Love you. I think I'm on. Am I on? Am I on? Yeah, something like that. Yes, thanks for having me. It's a joy to be here. Uh, my lovely wife is right over there. She's the most beautiful woman in the world. Would you say hi to her? And uh, yeah, Paul and I have been friends for a long time. Uh, he's, pretty, he's pretty bubbly too. <laughs> um, so I'm going to try to stay calm. You, you, you have me too loud, I can tell you that right now. Because... Uh, uh, I'm Italian, and so like, for me, this is this is whispering right now, uh, and that's just the way it is. So um, yeah, so we're uh, we've been in Indonesia. If you don't if you don't know, hey Dave, how you doing, bro? Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry, got some friends here. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, boy, no, okay. So we've been in there for 13 years. Uh, we we went there uh, specifically. There were certain things that God had put in our hearts to do. Uh, and so uh, we're on the island of uh, Bali, which is called the Island of the Gods. Our number one uh, purpose is to change that nickname to the Island of the God. Amen. That's really what we want to do. And uh, it's been a great adventure. We love every minute of it. And so I just want to kind of tell you that, like, since we've been there, we've done, like, water projects, uh, disaster relief uh, programs, uh, children's programs, uh, medical clinics, more medical clinics than I can count. Uh, we just do all these, whatever it takes we do, uh, care packages, you name it, we've done it, and we do it all for one reason and one purpose only, and that is to spread the love of God throughout the islands in, in, of Indonesia. You know, and, and, and it's been, you know, so I'm, I'm here to just kind of inform you. I want to take five minutes to inform you, uh, to uh, let you know what's going on. And before I even inform you, I, I got to thank you. Um, you guys have been faithful, and, and you've blessed us, and you've supported us, and you've prayed for us. And, and you, you are like our, the gas in our engine. I wish I could sometime just sit down and just tell you some of the weird things that go through your head when you're, because like when we're on the other side of the world, if you don't know where Indonesia is, it's very simple to get there. You get in a plane from here, you fly east, and when you start coming home, you stop. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's that simple. Uh, and so uh, when we're over there, it's like another world, and we, we, we need to focus and so, like, we love to focus on what we're called to do. And when, when we're, when, because of your faithfulness, because of what you guys have done, we can focus on what we're doing because we don't have to think about, you know, funds. When I come here, it's so hard to do work over there. It's like two different worlds. Your mind is in two different places. But when we're there, all we want to do is do the work. And because, you know, so we can focus on what we need to do, you focus on what you need to do, and then God is blessed in all things. And that's kind of how it works. So we've done all these different projects and stuff, and we have seen, I have had the privilege personally 
of baptizing in the 200s of people, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, it's just amazing. And, and overall, we, we're in the hundreds of people getting baptized over in Indonesia. There is nothing greater than seeing someone come to Jesus. We have so much fun. When I baptize them, they thank me. And I'm like, no, thank you. Thank you that I get to be a part of this. There is nothing more exciting than seeing people come to Jesus. And so... What's your name? Derek. Derek, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hi. Don't you don't you want someone to walk up to you in heaven and like go, "Hey, D Darren?" Yeah, Derek. D Derek, Derek. Uh, thank Hey, thanks for introducing me to Jesus, man. This place is amazing. It's really cool up here. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for <laughs> introducing me to Jesus. Don't you want someone to do that? They're not going to do that, you know. They're going to go, Derek, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's what they're going to do. Don't you want someone to come up to you in heaven and thank you for introducing them to Jesus? Can I get an amen? So anyways, yeah. Okay, settle down. Don't get too excited. It's only heaven. So, like, so we went over there and we, we began uh, a work in the, uh, the city of Denpasar, and um, we didn't know anybody when we first got there. Started one small group, another small group, another small group. Pretty soon we started Sunday mornings, and we've grown to somewhere, our community in that city is around 500 or so right now. And what we're doing is we're training and sending them to go out through all, all the islands. Right now, we're in the process. Whew. I'm a little old. I can't jump around like I used to. My nickname used to be Bouncing Butera. Now it's just bubbling. Uh, so so like, what we're doing now is we're training uh, 30 people to start churches throughout all the unreached people groups. Our next year, our goal is 150 to 200 people, training them to start churches throughout all the villages. Because you can't. See, here's what you're asking me to do. I want you to imagine this. Imagine that you grew up in a neighborhood where your father, his father, his father, his, you know, generations, like 100 years of generations grew up in that same house. And all your neighbors that are there, same thing. And you guys have known each other for 100 years. Like your families have known each other. And you've been Christian for the last 100 years. Imagine that. Imagine how tight that community would be. And imagine... If four Muslims started walking down the street of your neighborhood and talking to your kids about Allah, how do you think you would react? Normally, you would react, you wouldn't like it. That's what you're asking us to do. That's really what's going on. Generations after generations of the people in these villages have grown up together. And all of a sudden, you're asking me to go in. And it's not because they're against us in that way. You're disturbing their whole lifestyle. And so we can't go that way. Like we can't just simply do that. We can't just walk in and, and it just doesn't work that way. So what we decided was we were just going to love. That's all we were going to do. We're just going to love. And, I, and I've said this. I've said this to many places. If you love someone for any other reason but to love them, you don't love them. If you love them to convert them, you're a salesperson. That's all you are. 
God didn't, God didn't die on the cross to convert you. He died on the cross because he loved you. He wanted to give you the greatest gift you could possibly ever have. And, and so, so we just decided that that's what we're going to do. And, and so we go out into the villages and we just, we do medical clinics. We do, uh, 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 during the pandemic, care packages, thousands and thousands of care packages, we, ready-to-eat meals. We even had people going into this one village uh, and doing ready-to-eat meals. And I'm going to take another minute because I want to show you how it all works. So there was a group of churches in America that said, hey, we want to come and we want to do a missions trip. That's what, missions trips are cool, man. Tell me, they, they are, for us, for, they're very dear to us because, so they came and they, we did 10, we, we visited 10 places in 12 days. We did medical clinics, children's ministries. Um, we went into the schools. And then at night, we did a, a, a kind of a worship service that was the size of, like we, we put up a stage that fits a football field. We did 10, 10 places in 12 days. It took me three days to recover. It was crazy. Uh, but so, so these guys, they're into it. We're going all over the place, right? And we come to this one area called Gianyar, and um, we had like an extra afternoon. We were just kind of sitting around like they needed rest, right? But you know what? All of a sudden, someone said, hey, there's a, there's a, there's a place, Bangli, that said we can go and do a medical clinic. What do you say we just go one afternoon, just quick over there? How un unscheduled things are so God. So we went over there and we did a medical clinic and we met their, their, their leaders and we developed a relationship with them. And then after the, the, this team left, uh, we kept going there. It was actually the most fruitful place of all those places we went and visited. And so we kept going there. We kept doing all kinds of things. My wife goes up there and teaches English and does medical clinics. And, you know, we just do whatever they need, they need help with. And then the head of the village starts reading the Bible. And four months ago, they get baptized. Opens up the whole, the whole place. The whole, so that village, we can go in, and we, they have given us place to just do it. We've seen 15 people get baptized now, and, and it, it, this was 100% another religion. And now God is opening up doors, all because a church said, hey, we want to go on a mission trip. So I, I just want to say that it all connects Amen? It all connects. Okay, so let's get, let's get into the word. I, 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 yeah, late, we're going to be hanging out later. I'll tell some stories if you want to, and I'll probably tell some stories. I like telling stories. That's where I, anyways, never mind. Okay, but let's get into the word because the word is the most important thing, way better than my stories. So let's look to, at John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verses 1 through around 8 or so. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For, every bran for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I, uh, and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted you granted to you. you, when you, when you produce much fruit, 
You are my true disciple. So now we know how to be a disciple. Amen? When they, when, they, when they give it point blank, we know what's going on. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. How many here want to give glory to God? Yeah, if you don't raise your hand, yeah, we know how that works. Shame, shame. We, we find out who either really doesn't want to, isn't paying attention, or is on their phone. We, you know, one of the three. Anyways, but it says, when you produce much fruit, then this brings great glory to my Father. So in this passage, there are four uh, kind of characters or people in, in this parable or story, whatever you want to call it. So there's four different things. There's the gardener, there's the vine, there's the branches, and there's the fruit, right? So I'm just going to talk about these four very quickly. The first one is the gardener. Now we know the gardener is the Father. What is the only thing that the father desires or the gardener desires when he works in the garden? Fruit. His whole reason for working in the garden is to produce fruit. My brother-in-law, he, he has a gardener, especially in the summer, and, and now it's past. We're really sad because he produces some of the greatest tomatoes, like in his backyard. He loves it, you know, and he always comes in. The first day we were there, he comes walking, he goes, check out these tomatoes. He's like, he, did, he, didn't, he, didn't like, he didn't say, Donald, come out back. Let me show you my garden. No, he was really, all he wanted was the, 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 the tomatoes. That's all he wants is the fruit. You know, we went out back one day because a lot of times we started visiting him uh, uh, back in September. We would visit him just so we could get some tomatoes because lettuce, tomato, uh, what is it? Uh, ma uh, tomato, lettuce. What are those? BLTs. They're like the best in the world. So like, especially with fresh tomatoes, right? So, so like, you know, we'd stop over. And I remember one time we stopped over and he goes, yeah, come on back. Just get what you want. We come around the corner and there's the, there's, the, there's the garden. And I'm like, wow, it's amazing how much tomatoes you produce. He goes, yeah, you, you got to make sure there's enough sun. You got you to make sure there's not too much sun. You know, you got to water it. You got to fertilize it. This is what the father is doing in your life. He's, he's giving you, the Bible says in 1 Peter, God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. The, the only concern, I'm sorry, I can't stay up here. I've got to come down. The only concern of the Father is that the, 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 the garden grows. Ah, wrong answer. He doesn't care whether the tomato plant is six feet tall or two inches. He doesn't care how mature the, 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 the plant is. He don't care. All he, well, none of us care, but he, he, like all he wants is fruit. So if there's a branch or a, a, or a, a thing that has grown amazingly and it's so mature and there's no fruit, guess what he does? I mean, my brother-in-law has had it happen where his garden doesn't produce anything. What does he do? He chops the whole garden down and he turns all over the soil because all the gardener wants is fruit. Then we have the vine, right? The vine. The vine's very simple. The vine is uh, Jesus. We know that. He said, I am the vine. What does the vine do? The vine takes everything that the Father gives and he gives it to the branches so that they'll grow. Uh, wrong answer so that they'll produce fruit. It's all about fruit. There's nothing else. It's all about fruit. 
And so, what is, I mean, and it's very simple. Jesus says that all the time. He says, what? Everything that the Father has given me, I give to you. I do nothing that the Father has not done. I, I do it, and, and I do it to show you, to give it to you, so that you will produce fruit. It's all about fruit. Now, let's talk about the fruit first, and then we'll talk about the branches. The fruit... In, 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 in John 15, 16, it says that you uh, will produce fruit that lasts. What is the only thing on this earth, besides the word of God, the only thing on this earth that lasts, that will last forever? Souls, people. The only thing that will last forever is people. And so I believe this passage, Jesus is talking about bearing fruit, saving souls. That's what he's talking about. He wants us to save souls. That is the whole... How many here? Anybody here like fishing? Who likes fishing? You like, oh, boy, Derek, you're going to get it twice. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? I'm not going to jump. I promise you I won't jump on you. Okay, so, okay, you like fishing? All right, you and I, we're going to have a contest. See who can catch the most fish in one day. All right, you get to pick your place. What do you, where do you pick? Where? Winnipesaukee. I will win. I'm going to the fish market. You gotta go with his fruit. You gotta go with his fish. You gotta go with his fish. You can't be hanging out with people who have already been caught. You've gotta go with his fish. That's why I like Indonesia. A lot of fish. We have a lot of fun. I remember Carol and I. We went to this uh, this uh, this uh, Chinese lady. We heard this Chinese lady wanted to get uh, wanted to get baptized. She said, hey, would you, you know, would you willing? Now, this is someone who speaks only Mandarin, like no English, no Bahasa. Thank God that my daughter is uh, fluent in, in Mandarin, so we take her along. And so when we get to the house, there's 15 people, 15 people. I'm like, where did all these people come from? I always thought I was only going to baptize one. So what did we do? We went fishing. And so we start going around, we start talking to all these different people, right? And like, I'm telling you, I... I I talked to the first person I talked to, I'm thinking, she's not ready. She doesn't want Jesus. Like, and we have to come from a whole different angle because some of these people have never heard uh, about Jesus. So, you know, but I could see, I just sensed, I just felt like there was resistance there. So we went to the next person. We went around to, I don't know how many people, maybe five, six people. None of them. Just was not the time. It didn't seem like the time. So I said, all right, let's get baptized. So a lady comes in. Of course, I share the gospel with everybody. We baptize her. She comes out of the water. I said, share the gospel again. Anybody else want Jesus? And the first lady who was so resistant, she jumps in the pool. She goes, I want to get baptized. I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. No, this, this is not right. She's not ready. I can't just baptize her. She doesn't know what she's doing. So I share the gospel with her again. And she's like, I want Jesus. I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Still not sure she's ready. I got to make sure I share the gospel with her again. Right? And, and she says, yes, I want Jesus. And finally, I, I go round three. So I start sharing the gospel. Halfway through, she goes, I want Jesus. I'm like, okay, I think she wants to get baptized, right? 
So, so we baptized her, right? And we baptized her. We prayed over her. And all of a sudden, she couldn't even hardly stand up in the pool. The Holy Spirit fell in this place. I looked at Carol. I looked at Rachel. I said, do you sense that? The Holy Spirit just ba-boom in the room. Amazing. And so, like, we helped this lady out of the pool because she couldn't even hardly stand up because the Holy Spirit was all over her. And then, boom, another person jumped in. Boom. Six people got baptized that day. It was such a joy. All right, I got time. So, like, here's the thing. See, when, where, where we are, they have, they have their faith. They have uh, their God, let's say. You know, they have their God. So, you know, this logical stuff, it don't work. Like, they're like, yeah, you got your God, I got my God. We got our gods, you know, have a nice day. They need to see the power. So a lot of it is power encounter. But I believe that America needs to see. I believe America needs to see. And so, like, how do they see? Well, you know how they see? It's very simple. You pray for them. You pray. I mean, we have seen uh, blind eyes see, deaf ears open, lame people walk, a lady in a wheelchair three years, get up, start walking, paralyzed arms. We've seen. It's amazing what God will do when you pray for people. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. So do you pray for people? Like, I mean, on the spot. Don't, don't. Don't, come, don't be at work and you're talking to someone and they say, they, you know, they, they say something and you say, yeah, I'll pray for you tonight. No! And you don't have to go, whoa, Jesus. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Jesus can hear really well. You know? See, like, when you, when you pray, you give God a problem. And God doesn't have a problem with that problem. You know, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, I walk out, what's your name? I'm not going to jump on you, boss. Uh, so, like, you know, all of a sudden you stop praying for him, you know, and, and all of a sudden you're giving God a problem, right? And it's not like all of a sudden God's up in heaven, he starts getting all nervous going, oh, myself, oh, myself. He's not doing that. <laughs> all right. Anybody decent at math? Just decent at math. You, oh, you're good at math? Okay, you're decent. Okay, so uh, let's, say, let's say that 10% of all the people that you pray for you see instant healing, 10%. So if you pray for 10 people, how many instant healings do you see? One. If you pray for 100 people, how many instant, feeling, uh, uh, instant healings do you see? 10. The principle is simple. The more people you pray for, the more healings you see. We've got to start praying for people. And like, we've got to be bold. We've got to go for it. You just go for it. Don't worry about it, you know? We, I, 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 I went to this one place one time, and they, and just checking the time. Okay. Okay. So I went to this one place, and they, they, they asked me to be a motivational speaker at this business. <laughs> So, so I said, sure, so I, I went, and of course I preached the gospel, and I, I did an altar call, and nobody came forward, lousy preacher that I am. And, and, and we're in the office, we're just sitting there, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. And there's 50 people waiting for prayer. They didn't want to do it in public. So it was hot out, and it was air conditioning in the office, so we said, all right, we'll just take 10 at a time into the office. And this couple comes in, the second group comes in, right away we can see who can have some fun. 
because uh, there's a lot of friendly uh, spirits around there. And uh, so we started praying for her, and all of a sudden the couple starts manifesting, and you could see that, you know, they had some demonic stuff we had to deal with. And so we, we, we took the wife, we started praying for the wife, and, and we just cast the demon out, and you could see her just change from this gnarly face, this, you know, wonderful smile. And I said, would you like the light of Jesus? She's like, yes, I want the light of Jesus. So she prayed, and she asked Jesus in her heart, and she, like, transformed again. It was really fun. And, and then I said, you, ha- you have Jesus in you. She said, yeah. You have the power of God in you. She said, yeah. I said, I said, well, then, if you have the power of God, just cast the demon out of your husband. Why not? Why not? The gardener doesn't care if the branch is mature. Oh, it's good to be mature. But all the Bible studies you're doing... If that's not causing you to produce fruit, well, what are you studying? Really, what, 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 are, you, what are you learning? For what? What's the reason? And so she prayed for her husband, and the demon left. And then I started taking she started praying for people. People started getting healed. You know, it's not us anyways, right? Greater is he that is in us. It's the power of God, not us. Okay, so he wants us to produce fruit. And then, you know, what happens? Oh, is that, oh, that's a good one to throw up. She did good. She just anticipating, even though I wasn't going to say that, that's a good one without connection. We, yeah, okay, good. (laughs) The branches. We are the branches. We know, he said, we are the branch. And the goal of the branch? Fruit. Don't say grow. Please don't say grow. Because we emphasize mature all the time. And I'm not saying that's not a good thing. All I'm saying is that is not the goal. The goal is fruit. And so we're the branches. And you know what happens when we begin to produce fruit? Uh, and and this, is, this is from another preacher I saw. I said this. I loved it. We, our reward is pruning. Oh, thanks a lot, God. Thanks a lot. I'm producing fruit, and guess what? Now you're going to give me pain. Why? If you want, if you want the attention of the gardener on you, produce fruit. Because I tell you right now, as soon as the branch starts producing fruit, that gardener, all he's doing is like, this is the one, baby. This is the money one. This is, this is where it is, right? And so his eyes are on the ones that are producing fruit. Some of you wonder why you don't sense the presence of God. I don't have to tell you the answer. Now you know the answer. You want the attention of the Father, start producing fruit. Because what happens is now his, you know, branch not, he's getting rid of the branches that aren't. I'm just concentrating on this one that's, right? Because why? He wants the fruit. And so now what he does is he starts saying, hey, there's things in that life of that branch that is, that is, filled with energy that's, that's, that's taking energy that's not producing fruit. That's why he cuts it off. Now, the obvious thing is sin. sin. Sin will take all your energy but won't produce any fruit. So he wants to cut those off. But there are other things in your life. He's like, you know what? Don't, you, you're so much into this, you know? And it doesn't mean you can't be into something. Like if you, you know, God gives us everything we need for life and godliness, yeah? Okay, God gives us everything we need for life and godliness, right? Okay, how many here drove in a car today? Okay, how many here drove in a car with an empty back seat? 
God gives you everything you need. See, don't look at the empty seat as extra. You need it. Why do you need it? So you will produce fruit. Put somebody in it. You know? That's why he gives you. Why does he give you a Dave Munley. Okay, now Dave Munley, I've known Dave Munley for, oh boy, longer than we want to admit. So we, we, we were down in Rhode Island when I first started. We, 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 were, we, we started, a, and I had a chance to get a house. I was building a house, and, and my, uh, my builder said, listen, if I change this around a little bit, I'll get an extra room in your house. And uh, I said, hey, you know what? Uh, that would be great, because then we could have missionaries come and stay at our house and stuff like that. We only had one missionary stay in that house for one night. But guys like Dave Munley came, and he's like my brother now. And he was able to, you know, he was like my assistant. He was, we're brothers now. Hopefully I mentored him and put something in him. You know, and then we had, we had girls who were abused uh, and, and, need, and need of help. They came and started living at our house. My, my family grew up, always had an extra person in our house. But we got, Carol and I got people who call us dad and mom because we helped them. God's given you everything you need to produce fruit. That's why you have your house. That's why you have your car. That's why you have extra seats here, because you need them. God has given you everything you need. And, and so, so he's pruning you, and he's paying attention to the ones that are bearing fruit. And you know when you prune something, it, it, it actually helps you, uh, like, it, um, you, can, you can guide a, a branch by pruning it. You can guide a branch. Like you, if you cut this, this branch off, it'll go this way. So God is guiding you. His hands are on you. If you want to sense God. See, here's the thing. All right, I'm off my notes. I don't know what you're going to put up. Put up whatever you want. Anyways, <laughs> and I know you guys have to put up with me, so there you go. Uh, here's the thing. A lot of the reasons why you're not sensing or experiencing God is because you're not doing things outside of your ability, like beyond your ability. And actually, it was Dave that said this years ago to me. I don't, even, I don't know if you remember saying, he goes, I want to get so far out on the end of the branch, so far out that it has to be God and not me. You know, if, 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 if this was a, like, let's say this was a board, a tightrope, and I, I had to walk across it. You know, the first time I walk across it, I would, I would walk across it, I would walk across it slow, you know. And then the second time I did it, I might walk across it slow. But by about the 17th, 18th time, I'm walking across that without even thinking. It's no longer faith. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. You've got to do things that you haven't seen yet. And when you do that, then you start seeing God move in a mighty way. You know, in a way beyond, I mean, we, we, were in, we, were in the, we started an art school in Indonesia. Uh, we, we ran it for about seven years. And I remember when we first started, and like we were, we were running it, and all of a sudden I remember being with my team, and I said, yeah, man, we're out, we're out of money. We got no money. And of course, this young girl, newly saved, looks at me and goes, that's awesome. I'm like, what? She's like, those are God's magic words. He loves to hear that. So it was like, it was uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and, I, and my cell phone rings, and I answer the cell phone, and uh, it was right after that meeting, and, 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 I, and I'm talking, and all of a sudden I realized this very unique voice, it was a friend of mine who has never called me, never mind never called me in Indonesia, never mind called me on my cell phone in Indonesia, it was 2 o'clock, and he was from New York, 
And I'm like, is this Lewis? He's like, yeah. I said, Lewis, what are you doing calling me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? How'd you get my cell phone number? What are you doing? He goes, it doesn't matter. God woke me up and said, I have to send you some money. <laughs> You'd be amazed at what God will do when you step out in faith. And, and, you know, today, faith promises. That's the same thing. That's what he's trying to tell you. He, your pastor is trying to tell you, listen, do something that you, at the end of this next year, you go, how did that happen? It, it wasn't me. It was God. That's what it's all about. That's how you produce fruit. You take steps of faith beyond that. And by the way, if you look at this passage, I didn't say, I didn't say it. I'm not a name and claim it. But it says, if you produce fruit, God will give you whatever you ask for. Why? Because you're busy producing fruit. God, I need help. Okay. You know, what is he doing? He's like, yeah, fruit, baby, fruit. Right? That's what it's all about. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to stop here. Uh, any, 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 yeah, it's, it's enough, I think. But I, I have to show you one thing, because it talks about remaining in him. And, it, and, and I just want to show you something that God, God showed me, I don't know, several months ago. And it's just something that I believe that God uh, wants to show you how it all works. Okay? So, so does who have, anybody have a coin? Does anybody have a coin? If you have a coin, raise your hand. Derek's not going to raise his hand. <laughs> Come on, somebody's got to have a coin out there. Just any coin, doesn't matter. Any kind of coin. Well, you got a coin? Okay, all right. That's the, that's the cue, right? No, no, I didn't ask you to give it to me. I'm not pole dancing or anything, you know. Okay, let, let me just tell you how it all works. I told the worship team, when I start looking for the coin to, you know, that's the cue, right? Because, see, really what we want, we want the pads in the background because that makes it really spiritual. Sorry, I have too much fun. Wait, 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 you threw a coin at me. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Ooh, old man. Okay. This is your coin? All right, all right, that's okay. You didn't have to throw it at me. Please, take it easy. I know. Is this your dad or something? You know that I. Is your friend? You're mad, yeah? Okay. So, so you have a. It's a quarter, right? You have a quarter. So you have a quarter. Okay. I have. I have twenty dollars. You have a quarter. I have twenty dollars. Do you want to trade? Why? That's worth more. Okay. So we'll trade. See, some of you guys are now going, why didn't I put my quarter on? <laughs> okay. You see this quarter? This quarter, like, represents your life on earth. Probably, this quarter is actually, actually, honestly, if we think about it, it's probably worth more than your life on this earth. I mean, it's so quick. Billions of people, you just live and die. It's like a vapor, right? That's what this coin represents. That $20, that represents what God gives you when you give him your life. You win every single, it's not even close. 20 bucks is nothing compared to what God gives you. You win every single time when you give God your life. It is like you, you win abundantly beyond all you could imagine, right? It's, it's so much worth giving your life to God. It's, it's, it's more, but let me show you something that God does that actually is absolutely amazing. So he takes your life and he looks at it and he goes, yeah, it's kind of dirty, you know. You know, blows on it, puts his Holy Spirit on it, 
shines it all up, makes it brand new, and then says, you know what, here, you can have your life back. I don't want that, that's yours. But you get your life back too. See, a lot of times, a lot of times when we, when we give, we say, okay, once we do this exchange and we get eternal life, we get Jesus inside us, we get everything, right? We think we've given our lives to him, but we really haven't, not yet. What happens is he says, here, here's your life back. Now, how much of your life will you give me? Freely. Not in exchange for anything. I've already given you everything. Now, how much are you willing to give your life to me? How much of, of, of us, God, do, do you own? That's what it's all about. You know, and, and, and my wife and I, when we, when, when, when we came to Jesus or when we got married, you know, I was in computers and Carol was in nursing and, you know, we made good money, man. Back in 1979, I mean, we were making six figures almost, you know. I mean, it was, we, and we went out one week and said, we'll buy that house. And that was our life. And so here we are, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I become a pastor. But my prosperity went like this. My joy my, my enjoyment of just serving him it just went up, you know, and then, and then, but Carol was still able to work, and then we decided to become missionaries, and, and they don't let her work in Indonesia. They don't let foreigners work in medicine in Indonesia, and so, like, our, 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 our economy, whew, we wouldn't trade this life for anything. It was worth it all. It was worth it all. Worth it all. So the question is, is how much of the life that God has now given you will you give to him in order to produce fruit here, in your, in your area, and even beyond? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we could never, ever, 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 ever make up what you have given to us. Lord, we never even deserved it in the first place. That, that quarter that we give you, Lord, it's nothing. I don't know why you think you win, but Lord God, I'm so thankful what you have given us. We thank you for new life. Before I, I just let uh, your pastor come up and, and speak, I, I, if there's anybody here who has never given that quarter, and never given your life, to Jesus, and you want to do that right now, I want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you before I, before I get off the stage. If there's anyone, amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord, you jump for joy when we give you our lives. Bless this person, Lord God. Give them your, give them more, I know you'll give them more than 20 bucks, Lord. You give them so much back, Lord. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Pastor. felt like there were moments where I just was without breath. 
I'm just going to ask everyone that's helping with Faith Promise to, to come forward. And This is a holy moment. This is a holy moment. I, I can't add to that. And for some of us, for some of us, that exchange is going to just be off the chart. God, is it, you're going to find, how is it that I, I, I can't seem to get ahead financially? And then all of a sudden, that verse where it says, he who, who gives, a generous person gives and, and has so much more, just keeps increasing. And then for some of you, you've given your life to Christ. And now you're about to just yield beyond the tithe to him. And God's going to do great things. Do you, do you, do you feel like what we have been giving to and what you see here today, that that's, that's an incredible investment. Around the world, countless faces on the back of the wall. This is what, this is what our missionaries are doing. And uh, we call this a faith promise because it's by faith. It's saying, Lord, by faith, I promise to aim for this. I, I think that that nothing could be as, as out, out of place as giving, saying, I'm going to give a million dollars. Well, you know, if, if that's not in that zone for you, that's, that's kind of just an overambitious reach, but it, it's like the tightrope. It's, it's still putting you out on the edge there. And I, I went up and I, in fact, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I, I think this would be a step forward beyond for us. And she texted me back and she says, what if we up it to this? And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I just pray that God would speak to your hearts because every single one of us are in different places here. But what we do here today will determine in eternity people coming up to you saying, thank you. Thank you for sending that person. Thank you for sending that missionary. And my prayer has always been that there's going to be some of you here that extend, that become those people that go from this church. That you'll be, you'll, you won't be just givers, you'll be goers. You'll be goers for the glory of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would do here what we couldn't do in and of ourselves. All of the faith promises that are given, those pledges, we total them, but really we don't go chasing people down. We don't tally this up. We don't, Lord, we, we by faith believe that we're reaching goals. And so today, Lord, I ask that you would do something here that we couldn't do of ourselves. And it would be tangible and it would be real and it would be powerful and it would be beyond what we think we could ever ask or imagine. You've given us everything for fruit. And so Lord, today I pray that you would guide us and that you would bless us as we bless the world. In Jesus' name. He Here's what's going to happen. We're going to just simply begin to ask you. In front of you, there are faith promise cards. Some of you have received those in the mail and you prepared them in advance. Those of you that are watching online, we have an online card. We're going to drop in there and we're going to be getting tallies. They're going to be kept keeping track of that. And uh, we're going to be taking the figures that we have that come in. Once the last card or the last digital card is filled out, we're going to tally that up and we're going to see where we are. We're aiming for $100,000 for the year here in 2023. And I, I believe that we can do above and beyond that. So at this time, if you would pray with me one more time, God would speak to you. If I speak to you, it'll come short. It'll come short of it. If God speaks to you, if God speaks to you, we'll see God do incredible things here. Lord, in the name of Jesus, one last time, we just ask for you to speak to your children.
and that we would see fruit that would remain around the world from what we do here today. In Christ's name we pray, amen. As the musicians play, they're going to walk, uh, the group is going to walk through here. Yeah, after you fill out a card, you just would hold it up. And uh, if you fill out that card, they'll hold it up and they'll come to you and they'll, they'll get that card and they'll bring it back here and we'll just continue to put those into the, the registrar and uh, we'll go there. What a beautiful name it is. Thank you again for being with us today. If you want to watch this or listen to it again, you can always go to YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And for all news and updates about what's happening here at the church, you can go to ne-cc.org or lowellag.org. Thank you and God bless.